At photographycourse.net, you'll be able to swap your expertise with other photographers, make light instead of wishing for it, expand your portfolio, and receive feedback from professionals, all of which will develop your artistic eye. Photographycourse.net offers an abundance of premium courses and challenges for participants at every stage of their journey, from technical settings for portrait photography, to landscape composition tricks, to how to start your own photography business, we have everything you need to start shooting confidently. You can work at a pace that suits you. Our 52-week project challenge will provide you with the educational resources, encouragement, and support that you need to take great photographs every week. You can join us at any time as our themes are evergreen. You can also start by shooting every day and learning something new with our 365 Days of Photography course. Led by an industry expert who has mentored over 10,000 students, this course will help you take your photography skills to the next level with daily, bite-sized videos. Throughout the process of learning, you'll have access to a community that will provide you with inspiration and motivation. Get encouragement from other photographers every single day. Our current limited time offer comes with a special discount code exclusive to the listeners of this podcast. Get 50% off your first year as a premium member. Claim this discount by going to photographycourse.net and entering the coupon code PODCAST. Come join photographycourse.net and capture more than just a moment. Have you ever been interested in taking meaningful and eye-catching self-portraits? If so, our self-portrait photography indoors on a budget course is perfect for you. I'm actually the instructor and I'll be teaching you how to take really beautiful photographs of yourself indoors without investing in any other equipment. These lessons are all about making the most of what you have, experienced or not, and telling an authentic story. There are 30 video lessons that include quizzes, a community of photographers, random surprises, and much more. This is an incredible opportunity for you to improve your self-portrait photography skills and to impress everyone around you. I have a very special discount code just for our podcast listeners. We're offering a 50% discount code just for you. Use this code to claim your discount, Portrait50. Hello everyone, my name is Taya and I'm the host of Great Big Photography World Podcast, where we interview notable photographers in the industry, give advice on a wide variety of topics, and provide tips for beginners and professionals alike. This week's guest is the imaginative Francesca Petticarini an Italian photographer based in Los Angeles. Francesca specializes in fine art and commercial photography, so of course we talk a lot about that in this episode, and we also talk about how she documented her move from one country to another, tips for photographers who want to elevate their editing skills, and much more. Please enjoy. Hi Francesca, welcome to the podcast. I'm very happy to have you here. Please introduce yourself to the listeners. Hello, my name is Francesca. A lot of people call me Freen. I specialize in fine art and commercial photography. And I'm located in Los Angeles, although that's not where I'm originally from. I come from a very small town in Italy called Civitanova Marche. And I moved to the States seven years ago when I was 16. And I've documented my journey ever since. It's incredible. What was it like for you to move from one country to another at that age? It was definitely hard because I did it on my own. I, I barely knew any English, so it definitely challenged me 
a lot, but I was able to learn so much from the places that I visited and also the, the people that I've met along the way. Yeah, usually big changes like that are what really change you as a person, right? They really show you who you are and what you're capable of. I uh, am curious to know what camera equipment do you use? I have a very basic equipment setup. I have a Canon 6D and a 24-70 2.8, which is my favorite lens. I don't use any other lens besides that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think having simple equipment is great because you don't really have to worry about like picking or you know, choosing the right one for every photo shoot. You just have what you have and you don't overthink it, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. You specialize in fine art photography. What does this genre mean to you? Fine art photography allows me to reinvent myself by creating a new reality that is completely up to me. There are no rules in what I do, and I get to create what's on my mind. And I've done a lot of many genres of photography, from weddings to engagements to real estate and more, but there is nothing that compares to how personal and fulfilling fine art could be. And I've documented my journey of coming here in the States through this genre of photography. And if you look at my Flickr account, you'll see the things that I've created all over my hometown in Italy and the cities that I lived in the United States, from the cold in Minnesota to an abandoned warehouse in Italy. I was able to create concepts along the way and hopefully you can feel every moment I've lived. It's really special that you have the chance to do that because usually when we go through big life changes, we're so just consumed by them that we forget to document the process. So it's so amazing that you did that for yourself because you'll be able to look back a few years later and still feel the way that you felt perhaps, right? It's a great way to really document the way that you felt and what you were going through, what you were looking forward to, things like that, right? Yes, and I I wish I did it even more because looking back, it just it feels great to see everything, like my progress. And I, I don't feel like I'm taking as many pictures anymore right now, but I definitely want to change that. Yeah, I think with time, we become pickier as photographers because we gain more experience and perhaps we start comparing ourselves to other people too much. And so, yeah, I can really relate to that. I also don't take as many photos as I used to. But yeah, I mean, it's good to be aware of it. And it's definitely something we can overcome. You also take commercial photographs. How long did it take you to build a strong commercial portfolio? Okay, so I don't think my portfolio is that strong yet because I'm very new to the commercial world. I started a separate business called 360 Studios less than a year ago, and I focus on content creation for brands. And I built my portfolio by just buying products of brands that I would like to shoot in the future. And I was pretty surprised because I've had some shoots uh, with new clients since I started. And I've been practicing since, since last year. And there's a lot of new techniques that I taught myself, especially when it comes to lighting different types of products. But if you're already familiar with photography, I don't think it's a hard transition to make. Mm -hmm. 
And I also noticed while looking through your portfolio that you photographed a few celebrities, mainly Roddy Rich. Uh, you took some behind the scenes photographs while he was creating a music video, right? Yes, I've had the pleasure to be on set with some amazing production companies and and artists, and I was on set for for different music videos like Roddy Rich and and other artists, rappers, musicians, all of them. It's incredible, and I'm sure this gave you so many different kinds of opportunities. You've used those photographs to create fantasy themed pictures and they're just out of this world. So well done. But I'm curious to know uh, if somebody is interested in building a portfolio like that and if they want to work with bigger clients, what should they do? Should they start reaching out to companies? Should they make cold calls? Is there anything specific that you did to achieve this? Definitely put yourself out there. I I've reached out to many directors. So you want to talk to both the director and the producer of a certain production company. Uh, I would focus on the producer because most of the times directors don't have time to reply to your DM and just express your interest in working with them. You can just offer, you know, to just be on set and take pictures for them. And usually they won't say no. Mm, That's really interesting to know. It's uh, a great point that you're making because oftentimes we think of these huge celebrities and huge production companies and we, we're like, oh, you know, I'm not really famous, so why would they pay attention to me? But the reality is that they might need somebody like you, right? Yes, and they, they have BTS photographers always on every set. So they definitely don't mind some extra pictures for their social media as well. So I think it's a win-win for both parties. That's right. Absolutely. It's a win-win. Yeah, I've never thought of it that way. It's, uh, I'm sure this could open up a lot of new opportunities for many listeners because uh, yeah, oftentimes we take ourselves for granted and we don't think that we can offer much to a huge production company or something like that. But in reality, as I said earlier, it's, it's possible. It's uh, definitely, not the, definitely something that you can achieve even if you don't have you know, millions of followers on yeah. Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Photographycourse.net is a place where you can find an abundance of photography inspiration in different forms like premium courses, articles, video tutorials, editing resources, and much more. We have a thriving community where you can meet new people, receive constructive criticism, and discover new ideas every single day. Here is a message from one of our top community members, Robert Morton. Hi, my name is Rob. I specialize in wildlife photography and landscape photography. I'm a member of photographycourse.net online community. I like the community because you get some fantastic ideas and some great feedback. So take your photography to the next level by clicking the link in the description. That's what I did and I haven't looked back. If you want to join our online community, go to photographycourse.net and enter the coupon code podcast to get 50% off your first year as a premium member. I'm amazed by your ability to take a simple photograph and turn it into a fantasy-themed masterpiece. What three things should everyone know about this kind of editing work? First thing is it takes too much time. (laughs) (laughs) But um, aside from that, you have to find what 
works for you. I have my own workflow in Photoshop that I've developed along many years. I started with purchasing some tutorials from Rosie Hardy. Um, and I started taking a few things from, from her process and applying it to mine. Uh, I don't really use YouTube too much. I find it a bit overwhelming because everyone edits differently. Um, although I do use it sometimes to learn a specific thing, but I'd rather to focus on developing my own style, exploring new things within Photoshop, just trying and failing. And when it comes to Photoshop, I would focus only on a few tools because there's so much you can do within Photoshop. And I tend to use the same tools over and over just to make it easier. I use a lot of curves, levels, color fills with different blending modes and all types of brushes. Yeah, that's great advice. It's important to have your own style. And you're right, YouTube can definitely be a bit overwhelming because you have so many options to choose from literally millions of videos so that alone can just stress you out <laughs> yeah. So, yeah it's important to focus on the kind of style that you personally want to have and to sometimes watch tutorials and things like that I'm also a very big fan of Rosie Hardy's work she's definitely a master of editing so uh, yeah it's wonderful that you were able to learn so much from her Yes, we love her. We love her. I'm sure all the listeners love her as well. If you don't know her, check her out, Rosie Hardy. She's the best. We need to get her on this podcast too. <laughs> <laughs> Many of your photos are very detailed and conceptual, as we discussed earlier. How do you usually come up with ideas for your photo shoots? There is some type of pre-planning for my shoots, and a lot happens in post-production as well. But Many times I just tend to wing it when I'm actually on the location that I picked. My go-to places are fields, parks, and just empty spaces, uh, which are my blank canvas. And I get tons of ideas from whatever surrounds me, really. I can literally take a picture from anything I see. If I see a slice of pizza, I will make this slice of pizza look amazing using both photography and Photoshop. Wow, I love your confidence. That's so cool. That you're right? <laughs> anything into something amazing. There's one photograph that you took, uh, you shared it on Instagram. I can't remember when, but it seems like it was a recent post. So it's a, a behind the scenes shot of Roddy Rich and he's playing the piano, but you turned it into like a fantasy themed, icy, like Game of Thrones-ish photograph I was so stunned I was like how did she do this how long did it take her to do this that was actually pretty quick really? <laughs> I snagged that yeah I snagged that photo on set while he was just messing around with the piano and the set itself was icy and it had fake snow so that helped so much because I didn't have to add that in post but I definitely added all of the background behind me uh, behind him the the castle just to make it a little bit more spicier that's, that's one of my favorite photos of yours it's just it really stands out I was just so blown away by it thank you <laughs> you mentioned earlier that you moved from Italy to the U.S. Uh, when did you start taking photographs when you moved to the U.S. or before that no so I started when I was in Italy 
and I got my first DSLR uh, camera in December of 2010. I was 13 years old that time. And I started taking pictures right away. Um, if you look at my Flickr account, you'll see those pictures in January 2011. They're absolutely horrible. And then I kept taking pictures throughout those years uh, while I was in Italy and while I was coming to the States to study. And then I would go back to Italy for the summer and I would take more pictures and then I would come back to the States. So there's a lot going on. Um, and I also traveled so much in the United States during those years. I wish I traveled as much now. So you'll see all of the different locations and, and places. So you already had a portfolio when you moved to the U.S. And I mean, you moved when you were a teenager, so you had to start over, essentially. So was there anything specific you did to start meeting new people, to build a community of photographers, things like that? Well, I was just offered to take pictures to whoever expressed interest. And I mean, at that time, I was just taking pictures of friends and I would tell them how to pose, which was really hard for them. And then I started doing some senior pictures when I was in Minnesota because the school was much smaller and everyone knew me um, and I was their go-to photographer. So I was just taking picture of taking pictures of friends and just people that wanted some senior pictures. That's one big perk of living in a small place and going to a small school, right? When I uh, was in Cyprus, I also attended a pretty small school with just 300 people or something. And I was the designated photographer for everything. It's just I wasn't even a person. I was the photographer. <laughs> Can you relate to that? Yes, definitely. And it was it was much easier when I was in Minnesota. I also lived in Chicago when I first moved to the United States. And it was such a big school that for me, it was so hard to connect with other people, especially since I had to go from one class to another. I really didn't have time to bond with anybody. My English was was terrible. So it definitely took some time to to being able to take pictures of people again. Yeah, the bigger the city you live in and the bigger the school you attend or wherever it is that you go, the bigger it is, the more people there are the more difficult it will be to actually connect with someone, but it's still possible. It just takes more time, I guess. You also produce courses, or there was one course that I saw that you created where you teach people how you edit your pictures from start to finish. And I've noticed that you've got a lot going on. So you've got your Instagram presence, you're very active on different platforms, and you're always trying new things. Is this something that you consciously decided to do, or are you naturally someone who likes to try different things? I'm naturally very curious and my plan is to to eventually have a course but I want to just produce some tutorials for others so they can start learning Photoshop the way I do it because I don't think it's really out there or it's on YouTube um, and I don't have <laughs> a course yet that's just like a pre pre-order for the course. Okay, yeah, so it's uh, in process, basically. Okay. Well. It's in process. It's baking, okay. yeah. That's exciting. I look forward to checking it out. I saw a preview of it, and it looked really fascinating, because I'm really interested in, 
images that are edited the way that you edit them because I you know I've kind of dabbled in conceptual photography but it's just it seems too intimidating and time consuming so it's uh, something I want to get better at in the future so I'll probably buy your course when it well your tutorial when it comes out I'll give it this count <laughs> <laughs> thank you <laughs> Okay, Francesca, I have one more question for you, and that is, what is the one thing you'd like to achieve in this great big photography world? So a billboard would make me really, really happy since I've also started doing more commercial photography. I would love to see my work in stores. I would love to see my photos in Ulta or Sephora. And like I said, I'm also working on releasing some tutorials and hopefully I can influence people into learning some Photoshop. It's amazing. It's a wonderful goal. And I'm sure you'll be able to achieve it because you are already on your way there. You know, you already have a tutorial that you're working on. You already have a great portfolio. So I have no doubt that you will reach all of your goals. Thank you so much. Thank you. And thank you so much for being on the podcast and sharing your tips and tricks with the listeners. I really enjoy speaking with you and I really look forward to taking your course slash tutorial. <laughs> great big photography world wouldn't be what it is without our incredible listeners. We're grateful for the time you take to listen to other photographers' stories and share your feedback with us. If you'd like to help us keep this podcast running smoothly, you can become a member on our website. In return for your help, we'll provide you with all kinds of exciting perks. Go to greatbigphotographyworld.com. There's a link to it in the show notes. Francesca shared a lot of very practical tips in this interview, which I really appreciated. I hope that her story inspires you to be a lifelong learner in photography and editing and in everything else that you really like. See you next week. There's a simple reason why PhotographyCourse.net is the highest rated photography community in the world. It's because the people who use it made it that way. Why not join us right now? Improve your skills, get exposure, and discover an exciting new world of photography. While you're at it, claim your special discount code by going to PhotographyCourse.net and entering the coupon code PODCAST to get 50% off your first year as a premium member.